Hey, this is Father Yuri Hladio. It's not recording. Yeah, it is. Oh. It's uh and Nikyla. Welcome to our family update. This is Cohen Great. <laughs> Family, friends, neighbors, relatives, strangers from Japan. I think we have to drop that. We've never heard from them. I think there was one download. It was probably by accident. And they probably didn't like it. They're probably looking for Swiss friend Hladia. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> that didn't work Oof, out so well. Almost, you almost had it. It's like, what What can you do close off of Hladia? There's nothing close. Um... Saladio, so, so, Suzuki family Hladio. That's what he was looking for. Not yeah, not Swiss. Yeah, D- David Suzuki. Yeah, it's David Suzuki's podcast. Mm, there we go. Hey everyone, today on David Suzuki's podcast, we're the guests. What's this show? Stranger Things? No, the nature of things. <laughs> Stranger Things. <laughs> the strange nature of wow, things. Wow, I didn't know that David Suzuki was a part of Stranger Things. Yeah, he produced it. Yeah. Wow. It's okay. all a parable about environmentalism. Oh, yeah, it all makes sense now. The upside yeah. down yeah. is like what our world will be unless we all stop using plastic straws. Exactly. Mm, he's good. Mm-hmm. He's really good. And the um, the Gorgodon or whatever it was called uh, was I've never a seen manifestation this show, so I don't really of, know what you're talking about. A manifestation of climate change. And no, it's some, it's some D&D character. Gorgod... Gore... I'll get a text from one of my yeah. friends. I've I've watched the show. So a funny thing about Stranger Things, it what year did it come out now at this point? What, like 2017? No, more like probably like 2014 or 2015. No. Yeah. No. The first season? I don't think it came out that yeah, early. We were living in Winnipeg at least. Are you sure? I thought yeah. we were maybe already living here. No, we were living in Winnipeg. Because I only it watched out. it here. I never watched it in Winnipeg. Anyways, so Stranger Things, you know, there were these kind of undescriptive uh, what are they called uh, previews trailers <laughs> any of those words is fine yeah and and so i didn't really know what the show was about but i just knew that it seemed scary and i had a dream about the show before ever watching it mm. one of those dreams where i was like i know that i'm in the stranger things world and all that was happening was it was raining it was a thunderstorm I was running through the woods with somebody and there was a house in the woods. And every time the lightning would flash, you would see like a child, like crawling across the roof, like a weird spidery demon. Mm. Um, And I said in, I told one of my friends and I was like, that is what stranger things is in my brain. I've never seen it. I don't know anything about it. And so I don't want to watch it. And she was like, you're not wrong. (laughs) And then I watched it and I wasn't that wrong. (laughs) It was weird and kind of scary and weird kids and thunderstorms and weird demon things. So what I'm trying to tell you is that I am a mind reader. You are indeed a mind reader. Of TV shows produced by Netflix. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you ever watched it at this point or no? No. No, you don't care? I don't really feel the need to. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Season three was fine. Season one you and two were You watched season good. three? Yeah, I've watched it all. Oh, when did you watch season three? Mm, you would watch that by yourself. I don't know. The first time I watched it was when Darcy was over, I think. No, Emily, I think. Uh-oh. Which friend did I watch it with? 
Emily or Darcy, please let me know which one of you I watched Stranger Things with in the condo when you came to visit. I know I watched This Is Us with Darcy and I didn't like it. This is too drama filled. Too emotional. As someone who's currently going through Grey's Anatomy again. <laughs> this, this is, is us, us is way too, too dramatic. Too dramatic. No, it's it's not even like the right kind of drama. Like give me drama of like everyone's sleeping with everybody and everyone is also impaled on things. Like give me that drama. Don't give me like the really emotional, like deep-seated family trauma situation. I don't want that. Get that out of here. Get it out of here. Get it out of here. Uh, what have you been watching lately, Yuri? Oh, well, um, that's a good question. Um, we did Parks and Rec a couple of times this year. See, I was assuming that you were going to say what you just looked at that's playing on the TV behind us. Well, baseball is now back. There you go. So uh, I've been following the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. And you will stop following them the minute other sports yeah, come about. As soon as the Canadian Football League starts or any other league starts. No, that being said, I'm watching, like, I don't really watch NHL at all anymore. That's true. Yeah. You don't really care. Like I'll watch some of the playoff stuff. Yeah. Depending on what teams are in, right? If yeah. Pittsburgh's in, if Winnipeg's in, it's a different story. Yeah. But. Outside of that. Yeah. I've never been a big hockey person. Well, I never, ever, ever cared about baseball. No. Ever. Until about three seasons ago. What made you care? I don't know. Was it because you started playing the show? I started playing the video game. but Which I is think called that was, The Show. Uh, the baseball video game is called The Show. Maybe. Maybe that was part of it. But also yeah. living in like Hamilton and always going into Toronto for school. And yeah. I'd sometimes go in catch an afternoon game, and then go to school after. And it was the best because we could find tickets to get to a Blue Jays game for $6. I think 6 was the cheapest we ended up finding. I mean, it's like nosebleeds. Like, it's not a great Well, we price. remember we got good seats. It was like the penultimate series. So they still got a bunch of home games left, but mm -hmm. it was getting close to the end of the season. They're not in the playoffs, mm -hmm. and they're playing like a non-division team. Mm -hmm. So it was like no one cares about this game. Right. And that's when... Irina from Ukraine mm -hmm. came to visit Canada. Did we go to a game with her and your dad? Uh, I'm not sure if my dad was there, but me, you, her, maybe my dad, maybe my brother or something like that. And I got tickets for like seven bucks a piece in the lower bowl. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was. Was I there for this? Why am I not totally remembering? Yeah, I think you were there for this. I feel like this is the one where the girl leaned over the edge and grabbed the ball when it was still in play, like a fan reached over and was like, the ball's coming towards me. I can have a souvenir. And then the player got really mad at her and everyone was mad at her and then she felt bad. <laughs> Somebody threw a pizza at her face. Nobody threw a pizza at her face. You're right. It was a hot coffee. <laughs> Scalding hot coffee. Oh, the days of baseball in the sun, man. Let's go. Oh, Blue, Blue Jays. Jays. Let's play, play ball. ball. Okay, before we start singing that song. Yes. There's a giant apology which has to be made. Oh, yeah, you're really There's a giant the bed on this apology one. Apology that has to be made. We listed off all our aunts, all my aunts. We didn't go through my aunts. And I left out Aunt Lisa. Oh, that's and embarrassing. I'm very embarrassed because she's up there in like one of the top aunts. <laughs> Sorry, would you like to quickly rank your ants now that you right. said that? Here's the definitive <laughs> ranking of ants. Um, 
She's up there in top ants. That's hilarious. But no, Aunt Lisa's great. Um, Aunt Lisa's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're so sorry, Aunt Lisa. Yeah, but very deep apologies. I have fond memories of hanging out at the Wexford Gladio's place and the hospitality mm-hmm. given to me. And yeah, it's been. It was Did fun. you hang out with them much? Like growing up? Because they're much younger than like your. Your Hladio family. Like, you guys were much closer in age to, like... Yeah, I saw them, like, just as much eerie. as I see anybody else in the family. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if there would be, like... Because like, you're closer sorry. in age to, like, the Nevilles, you right. would, like, I wouldn't, hang out with them more. I wouldn't hang out with the Wexford Hladios. Like, with the, the kids. kids. like, at the same way that I would. But, but like... Yeah. But not to say that we didn't hang out. It was just I was older, right? So it was a bit of a different relationship. Right. That's all. That's okay. Yeah. It was fine. We still like, we played and everything, but it was mm-hmm. much more like older cousin, younger cousin, as opposed to like, we're just both cousins going out and yeah. getting into trouble somewhere. I was initiated into the family by one of the younger daughters. I forget which one it was. Um, I was reading a story to her on the couch. I think like my first time down in Ambridge. How old was, it was either Sophia or Elena, or Elena right? Well, of course. Yeah. It's, it's one of the two. I just don't remember which one. I'm going to guess it was Elena. I'm going to guess. I could be very wrong. But whichever one it was, I was reading them a story and then they peed on me. Mm. Yeah. And that was it. And then you're like. And you're in. And you're like, you're a new girlfriend and you're, you know, trying to like hang out with a family and like get to know everybody. And then you have to be like, excuse me, everyone. This child is peeing on me. (laughs) Yeah. And then you have to go change and it's just like a big to do. So that was how I was initiated into the family. Mm -hmm. By urine. Exactly. That's all. Mm-hmm. So, Aunt Lisa, I, many apologies. I'm very sorry. I'm sure she'll forgive you. Just she's, so the listeners. She's the forgiving type. She is very much so. Just so the listeners know who Aunt Lisa is exactly in terms of relationship. Strikov of No, Aunt Lisa uh, married my Uncle Paul. Strikov of That's why I said it. I wasn't just yelling out random uh, so words. My Uncle Paul's my dad's brother. So, she had married into the Hladio clan. That's true. For better or for worse. Oh, for better. Oh, Come the, jur- on. the jury's still out. Come on. They're a fun group. I meant the whole Hladio clan. I don't mean the Wexford Hladios. They're great. No, I mean the whole clan. All of us Hladios start bringing down the Wexford Hladio clan. It's the Canadian in you. You mean my humility? Absolutely. That's it for sure. Um, so speaking of family and also of friends... Mm-hmm. I would say it's time for Family Friend Shout Out. Family Friend Shout Out. Is that the new theme song? Um, no. Good. Because I'm not going to remember it for next time. I'll just be quite yeah. frank with you. Yeah. Uh, so Yuri, take it away. Who do you got in your heart and in um, your mind? I would like to shout out my best friend, Justin Coop, who I don't think mm. I've, I've called out on. That's on, a good one. On the podcast before. So Justin and I have this relationship where there's just bad communication and we don't end up talking for a while and Mm -hmm. then we talk for a while. Yeah. And then it's great. Oh, of course. Um, So we got to hang out yesterday. Yeah, you had a little bro date. Yes, it was really great. You took him on a date. I took him on, I bought him food. I got him, he lives in Winnipeg and I live in Hamilton and I bought him pizza delivery (laughs) to his house. Um, So he had pizza from me. That's cute. What, What kind of pizza did you get him? I got him the pizza that I want. Okay. But it's Lent, so I can't have it. So uh, pepperoni bacon. That's a classic. Yeah. From where? Pizza Pizza. Dude. 
You had an opportunity to buy Pizza Hotline and you didn't. I, you know what? I now I don't. Now I feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> Pizza sorry. Hotline is the number one pizza. I will in make Winnipeg. sure to donate twenty two seventy five to Pizza Hotline. <laughs> we promise to donate all the ad revenue from this podcast. Yes. To Pizza Hotline. Pizza Hotline. This podcast is brought to you by Pizza Hotline. <laughs> oh, it would have been funnier had you said like Domino's. Oh, see, I'm I'm not. <laughs> I'm not where, on my game where today. Where are you at, man? I'm not on my game today. That's okay. COVID's been doing that to us. Yeah. What about you? Um, my family shout out is for my dearest brother, Devin, who will never listen to this and he doesn't care. And his fiance, Aaliyah. Oh. My wait, he's engaged? Yes, you knew, you dummy. My very lovely brother, whom I love very much, the middle of the three of us, Devin, he and Aaliyah are getting married in June, and it's very exciting, and we finally get to go home, which I'm so excited about. I just want to go home, and, you know, quarantine be damned, I'm going to be there. I have to. Well, I mean, you have to quarantine. But, like... I've been wanting to go home and there's been other times where I've thought about it, but it's always like, eh, I'm quarantining, just, whatever. Like I won't do it this time. It's like, it doesn't matter if I'm quarantining for a month. I will go. Right. It just sounded like you were not going to quarantine on purpose. Oh, just you wait. When we get there, I'm going to lick everything I see. Also, I think it's a little ridiculous. That you have to quarantine within domestic travel. Like interprovincially. Yeah. Do the Maritimes still have their the Maritime bubble? Their, I don't know. their bubble going? I have no idea. I don't know. All I know is that Manitoba for like from Quebec West is the only spot that has freaking put a stupid quarantine in place for interprovincial travel, not even international travel. I mean, well, I mean including yeah. international travel. Yeah. Not just international yeah. travel, but also interprovincial travel. But as a Canadian citizen, I can't just freely go within Canada and see my family. Yeah. Which is very stupid. There should be some kind of option of like you land, you get a, a COVID test. Doesn't even have to. Like hey, you should just be allowed to go. I could, you, I could go to Montreal right now for fun. If you're a professional hockey player, you don't have to. That's very you true. So to. um if anyone from the Winnipeg Jets is listening and you need any sort of just hire me for a day. Services. One day contract. They do that for players sometimes. Oh, definitely. Oh, you you're not gonna be a player though, babe. Hire so me sorry. for a one day contract and I'll and I'll retire. <laughs> I will be a really great water boy. <laughs> hire me to be your water boy and I will do are, like is NHL even playing right now? Uh yes. Oh, actually? Yeah. It's, like it's actual season? Getting into the, uh, well, I don't know exactly when the playoffs will be. I'm not sure if this is a shortened season or not. Man, I just don't follow hockey in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Anyways, back to my family and friend shout out. It's the Devin brother. and Aaliyah. Yeah. And they're getting married. And I'm so, so excited. And I'm going to have a little, I was about to say a little sister. She's older than me. <laughs> but like a little sister, like a little. But she's a sister. This didn't, that didn't come across at it all. It didn't. Um, an older sister. You'll have a sister. Huh? Yeah, I'm going to have a sister. <laughs> just, just, not older, not younger, just... Not littler, just not bigger. Sister. You'll have okay. a sister. I'm going to have a sister. And I'm, that's I'm very exciting. I'm excited to have um, a not Taves in the family. <laughs> Why do you feel like you get ganged up on? No, because it's important for us to have a support group. Oh, <laughs> those who have been traumatized by the Taveses. Yeah. We're good people. Yeah. We're just a little negative. We're just mean. <laughs> That's all, but in a fun way. Yeah. 
in a fun, mean way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's my family friend shout out. And my very quick side friend shout out is Emily had her baby. Everyone, I know everyone's really. You you shout out Emily all the time. No, but everyone wanted to know about her baby. Okay. Last time I said that she was about to have a baby. And so now she has had it. So now I can talk about it. I had a friend who had a baby, too. Well, Emily's baby is Henry, and he's very cute. Who's your friend who had a baby? Daniel Bergman and his wife had their baby named Silas. Okay. Well, there you go. Two baby shout-outs. Boom. Um, Yuri, we bought you something very beautiful the other day. Did we not? We we bought something for us. True. And we teased it last time on the last podcast. And so now... We talk about it today. We're going to... We bought a kettle. (laughs) <laughs> is that what you were talking about yes but just like we teased you and then you say a kettle and we everyone bought, goes oh okay. we bought a kettle yeah it's like a matte black kettle with a beautiful spout for it's precision sexy. pouring it's and it's sexy it uh you can set the temperature and it'll heat up to that temperature and then it'll hold mm-hmm. the temperature for up to an hour mm-hmm. and then it has a timer in it as well so you can Ugh, like, time which is the best best function and we have a little like Kitchen weighing food food uh, weighing scale. It's just a scale. A scale kitchen scale. Yeah, and then we can like you know put our coffee in there so we know exactly how many grams of coffee and you pour the water in. My favorite balloon. thing about it is definitely the timer. Because mm. like I would just you know leave my phone in parts of the house wherever, and then I'd be like, I want to make my coffee. Like I have to go get my phone so I can have my timer. Because if you don't time your coffee, what are you doing? These are first world problems. It makes for a good cup. I live in the first world. So what would you expect? Exactly. Um, yeah, it's uh, if for anyone who cares, the brand is Fellow, F-E-L-L-O-W. Go look it's, it ah, up. Sing here, Fellow. <laughs> that, I think that's their slogan. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. See here, Fellow. <laughs> <laughs> but then they have to say like said in, what kind of, what would you call that accent? I don't know, like 1930s gangster maybe. Okay. Yeah. So said in that accent. Uh, Cena, uh, we're going to play some backseat bingo, eh? <laughs> What's backseat bingo? <laughs> I don't know. It's probably like making out in the backseat. Nice. Yeah. That sounds fun. Um, okay. What's next, Yuri? Well, we also, I need to apologize to my wife live on the air. Tell me why. Because Nikaila, I, I brought up the hunts yeah, last oh, time. Oh, yeah. And Nikaila was like, oh, yeah, like all of their songs sound like they're from recycling commercials. And then we decided, well, we'll play one at the end. And then Nikaila, when, when I when I edited it, I posted it, and Nikaila was like, that's not a good song it to pick. It was a pick. horrible choice. I picked it horrible because, it, first of all, it's just a good song, but it's not, it didn't make our example. Yeah. It didn't prove our example. No, it really did not. So, Nikaila, like, I'm very sorry. <sighs> I'm going to fade in some Hunts music here that okay. will sound like a legitimate recycling commercial. Better. So can you do a quick recycling pitch? Uh, recycle, you idiots. Why else? Otherwise, we're all going to live in a world of stranger things. Callback. That was a good callback, but I feel like that wasn't a good like radio commercial to sell the fact that the that hunts, we're recycling. The okay. Hunts, okay. hunts recycling commercial. Okay, so wait, are you gonna fade it in? And I'm talking over the music. Yeah, so the music's gonna be happening, uh, and I'll fade it out <laughs> at, at the end. Recycle, you idiots! Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. That's really funny. Okay, ready? Together, we can make a greener future. Recycling is easy. Go to www.bluepin.ca. This message was approved by Doug Ford beautiful see yeah so except much that better. doug ford would probably not really want to support recycling 
I mean, I think he has to because everyone would get mad at him. It's like when he said that he was going to. But aren't all conservatives evil? No, let's not go down that road. Oh, that was okay. I didn't want to do that. Um, <laughs> We're going into our political segment. Uh, I don't want to go into that segment. <laughs> um, no, there was the time where before he was elected that he was like, I'm going to put residences on the green belt. And then a day later, he's like, just kidding. Green belt is protected. No, no uh, development on the green belt. And it was Would very you funny. say that flip flopping is not a sign of a good leader. I don't care. <laughs> we are not going down the political route today no or not no um so now because of that horrible failure of a stream of conversation we're gonna jump to wildcard wednesday wildcard wednesday it's wild cards for you <laughs> and nikaila i believe you have the wildcard wednesday today i do i was just giving the intro song jeez it was beautiful um okay so we have been told by one person only that uh we are their version of advertising now they don't you know look at ads they don't watch tv they're seeing no advertising so anything we're talking about on the podcast they're like oh what's that so uh i would like to ask you yuri because maybe people listening would be very interested what is your favorite podcast Mm, that's a that's a good one. So I uh, If you say any of yours, we end it right here. <laughs> I don't want to give I don't want to list these podcasts that I'm going to list as a recommendation. Okay. Right? Because like I mean you might be somebody different that might not like the podcast or anything like that. Yeah. So these are just these are podcasts I enjoy. Okay. Because I'm me. Okay. Right? So you might not and that's fine. Got it. I'm not saying you have to listen to these. Okay. Or Great like disclaimer, that. move it on. Um, the podcast I listen to the most and follow the most is probably the minimalist podcast. Mm -hmm. So I have, it's been about a year where I've listened to their newest podcast every Tuesday mm -hmm. comes out. And then the special Patreon one, cause I support them on Patreon. I guess we support them on Patreon. Yeah, it's true. You told me that we support them. <laughs> and that one comes out once, uh, that every week there's another extended episode comes out. And then once a month comes out like a VIP one because I'm on a VIP level of. Oh, hot dang. I didn't know there was a VIP. I know they have. Wow. Uh, you know, so I'm a, I'm a minimalist VIP. Wow. And, see here, see. Um, VIP. So they do once a month, like special VIP Q and Q and A. Episodes. Got it. Um, so I listen to that. I very much enjoy it. Um, Would you not, say that that's like your number one? Yeah. The, in terms of what I listen to. Yeah. But like, I've listened to it enough now that, like, I know where I agree and disagree mm -hmm. with them, mm -hmm. right? And, like, I'll be like, oh, okay, he's going down that train of thought now. Like, I know where he's going. Okay. Yeah. Or, or like, or, or they'll, they'll be kind of, they together will be working through a topic or a theme for maybe, like, three months, right? Wow. Just in conversation that, like, oh, this thing keeps coming up and they keep talking about it, mm -hmm. right? And then. I get to engage with that for like three months and think through it, right? Oh, interesting. Like um, what? What's an example of a topic? I don't want to get too deep into it, but things like- I really like, don't need you to. Things like the difference between like giving advice or counsel and trying to foster understanding, hmm. right? Like what's the difference between those two things? Okay. Um, like well, one of Josh's things is-, is um, he he believes that hope is like quite a negative thing. Right. Um, because hope, you know, tethers you to 
a particular future. Okay. Right, which is sort of a way of trying to control and cling. So when people tell me they hope my knee gets better, that's them placing their expectations of my of healing on me. Interesting. Yeah. Whereas from my side, I'm like, thank you. That's kind. Me too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 uh, and he would say, well, there's better ways that you could express that than to say use language of hope. Right. Got it. And I'm like, well. I got problems with his phrasing. I get what he's getting at, yeah. right? And so I'm, tr- you know, I'm just trying to figure out are my how disagreements. How else do you try and explain that to someone? Like, how else do you well wish someone or support? I know you I could know, say something tough. like, you know, I'm I'm carrying you around in my heart. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> because that's really lame. <laughs> Clearly, if somebody told me that, I'd be like, well, okay, thanks. Well, somebody said like, wow, that must that must like be sucky for you but like i'm carrying you around in my heart i don't i don't know it depends who says it to you probably right like i don't know that one that one okay makes so the me minimalist podcast yeah okay yeah that's what we're talking about podcast um i also listen to um i also listen to a lot of jonathan pajot mm-hmm. an orthodox icon carver mm-hmm. and he talks about symbolism Right. Uh, and things like that. So he's an often misunderstood speaker because we don't think in symbolic ways in our Western world right. anymore. We think in very like rationalistic ways. Yeah. Um, but that one's been very fascinating. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Does he strictly talk about Orthodox things? No, I don't think he really ever talks directly about Orthodox things. Oh, so he, it's not like an Orthodox podcast. N- no, but oh. but but he's he's a... Everything he talks about, he talks about it in an orthodox way. Yeah, yeah, But he's yeah. not talking about things that are bound within the orthodox church. Got it. Right? Okay. He, he ta- he, he's one of his most famous um, videos on YouTube because he like he films himself talking. So it's on YouTube and podcast. Yeah. He talks about Moana. Oh, interesting. Right? Or like he talks about like, like these, these different symbolic things that happen in movies and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But these are all images and stuff that are found – in the church too. I'm right? understanding. Because so these patterns manifest themselves in various different places of of life. Yeah. What about you, podcasts? So mine are very different. My number one podcast is called My Favorite Murder. If you like true crime and comedy, you would like this podcast. So it's these two girls and their friends and they are very funny and they both really like true crime and so they each in one episode they each tell a story of a murder or sometimes it's like an I survived or something like that um and they just like take you through the like the happenings of the murder and who they are and how they were caught or not and everything and it's but then it because they are funny and they are comedians like in general like it's very entertaining um and it's hilarious. And if you are totally fine with lots of swearing, then please listen because. Do you find that maybe like because you get exposed to all these stories that uh-huh. have happened over great spans of time uh-huh. and space? Yeah. That you start thinking that there's murderers around like every corner? No. No? No, I don't think there are murderers around every corner. I'm a woman, so I walk with caution everywhere I go, right. but not because of murderers. But like, you know how you, you see a car, like you're, you, you're, you're interested in buying like a certain car, like mm-hmm. we're interested in buying the Corolla or whatever. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden you start seeing the Corolla everywhere. 
right? I don't see murderers everywhere. Not that I'm saying that you see murderers everywhere, but the more <laughs> the more that you see something, the more you might have, the more some people get a distorted idea of how many murders happen and how many murders there are. Out there. Yeah. Are you asking me if I think that murder happens more frequently than it does? Is well, that no, your I'm question? Asking, I'm asking if you get affected by thinking about murder all the time. I don't know. Have you noticed a difference in me since I started listening to the podcast? Uh, I, I mean, I don't think so. So there you go. I mean, it could be like a frog in the boiling pot of water. Is that a common phrase that people talk about? Something like that. It's a metaphor where you put a frog in some water and put it on the stove and, and you like you heat it very slowly. Find out what happens. And like before you know it, it's cooked. Like, but it doesn't notice that it's. So, you, so you're the one talking about murder right now. Yes. You're the one talking about I'm murdering a, a frog. I'm using a murder metaphor to ask you if if I am obsessed a, with murder. If if listening to stories of murder over the past two years or three years has slowly changed how you think about the world, and then without you noticing it, I well, I mean, if it's without me noticing, then I can't comment on it. Then who knows? Then maybe it has, and I have no idea. Um, but also, I will like you and I have listened to a few of these together. I've made you and since then I have stopped because we were listening to one I do remember the one we were listening to was a cannibal situation in Germany and it was like it really affected you you were like for a few hours afterwards like you needed to decompress and I like in one ear out the other and I just move on Mm -hmm. like you know if I in summer like when I'm doing weddings like when I'm driving to and from weddings like I listen to murders and the next day like I can't recount to you what murder I just listened to like it doesn't yeah, stay like, with me. Like, but it stays with you. Do you do you think that maybe it should stay with you? Maybe. There's just like morally speaking. Morally speaking, I don't know. Like this is like someone's life. Yes. Right. Somebody went through that. Absolutely. Do you feel any kind of moral obligation to like have a certain amount of empathy? I haven't thought about that. Right. So well, like maybe I should, but right. I don't like. I haven't thought about that either till right now. Yeah, but the thing is, I and think this podcast is not irreverent. Like it's not glib about the fact that it's murder. It's mm. not like they're not glorifying it or you know romanticizing it or anything. Like it is still like they talk a lot about the victims and who they are, and and a lot of the times it ends up being women in sex work because that's just a population. Well, they're that a vulnerable gets, population. Exactly. And, you know, like they don't brush it off as like, oh, she was a sex, she was a prostitute, so she was murdered. Like they give space for who the person was. Um, so I don't think, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting question. Because on hmm. one hand, you'd want to listen to like, I don't know, on one hand, listening is maybe a way of honoring yeah, like right? I'm listening to people's stories that now I know who yeah. they are and what has happened to them. But I can also see an argument that would say it is a type of glorification. Oh, right? I'm sure. I think, I think people it, can argue both sides. Yeah. Like at I think, all times. Well, yeah, absolutely. I don't know where I land on that. But okay. uh, I think some, you can think of it maybe in the same way that you have like war movies, right? Yeah. Like, does a war movie glorify war or does it? honor what the people went through well i mean there's a difference between zero dark 30 and dunkirk right zero dark 30 honors the people yeah dunkirk is <laughs> i th- I, I, uh, I twisted it on you because you don't like zero dark 30 no right so zero dark 30 i said honors 
those people? I mean, to America, I'm sure it honors them because they're the ones that, you know, did the whole capturing of. What was his name? (laughs) Bin Laden? I've never seen Zero. Saddam Hussein? Who's Bin Laden? Who's Hussein? What's happening? This is the. What? What where, is happening? Where history? am I? Who's the bad guy now? <laughs> I don't know anymore. They caught somebody. He was in a bunker. Um, I have not seen Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, I haven't either because I refuse. Because it's like how because they you captured have the impression that it's, said person who was in bunker. And you you have the impression that it would be it's more about glorifying rah rah America military. Yeah. Okay. I don't and know. I'm, I'm, I, I might be wrong. Like, yeah, if someone has watched true. it, please give me a send me a text and let me know. Um, but yeah, like I don't, I never wanted to watch that one. But then there's Dunkirk, which is like beautiful and sad, and there is no glorification in that. The best part about Dunkirk, like the thing that we can go rah rah about Dunkirk, is that we fled and are safe. Like, <laughs> that's not a glorification of war. That's like oh shit, we have to get our guys out because they will die. Like there's yeah. a difference. Yeah. I don't know who said it, but there was somebody who, there's a saying that goes around that says, there's no such thing as an anti-war movie. Because any, this is this person's opinion who I can't give you the name. <laughs> but this person, the, there's the school of thought, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. That anytime you make a war film, even if you're making it to try and, make it uh, to have an anti-war message Uh ultimately you're actually glorifying like war interesting like but merely uh by showing it oh yeah i don't think i fall in that camp Mm -hmm. because like then would every anti-smoking commercial be glorifying smoking (laughs) here's a woman with a hole in her neck ah yes smoking is great and and there's a difference between like propaganda and real storytelling. Right. right. And I think a lot of movies nowadays are very much propaganda. Okay. Uh, but I think you do get these you know, diamonds in the rough of like real stories. Can you give me an example of a recent movie that is propaganda? Well, I think it's like, I don't know, Battleship based on the board game. Is that a movie? Yes. Oh my gosh. Right? Stuff like that. How does that work? Um certain certain like Michael Bay films like Are you inside the battleship? Like is that the point of view in the movie Battleship? Or are you a child playing a game? No, no. It's like it's like the the Navy. Oh. Yeah, it's like all about the Navy and stuff. Rihanna's oh. in it. Rihanna's in it. Yep. Well load it up right now. <laughs> like, do we got it on the on the pay-per-view? Is that a thing? We don't have cable. Um, I mean, I I, I also think that. I don't know, sometimes, but, but it's a, it's a tough thing to navigate because you want your story to have a message. Mm-hmm. So is any message considered propaganda or is it, if, if a story, if a movie has a message that is trying to impart to the viewer mm-hmm. and it happens to be a message you don't agree with, does that make a propaganda? Oh, I'm sure. Of course. Or, or if you agree with the message just trying to spread, then it's just a good movie. But it's, a it's good story. still propaganda because, but you're already in it. You're in the, you've been propagotten. Right. You've been propagotten. We're way over time. But okay. this is an interesting conversation. It is. It is very interesting. Please text us your thoughts on propagotten. If, <laughs> if I'm a bad person for listening to a lot of murder. Um, but also please listen to the podcast because it's hilarious. Um, Yuri, to take us away, what inning is it in and what's the score? Um, double brood. 
Grolsch for for double the flavor. That's not the game. That's we a commercial. We are for everyone, you, but you, maybe not is, everyone. This what? Is, <laughs> that was literally. Sorry, did a beer commercial yes. just say we're for everyone, but also maybe not? <laughs> but maybe not everyone. Wow. What? Oh, you know what it's trying to say? It's mm. trying to be selective. Like, if you don't like it, you're not good enough. Like, you're lowbrow. Oh, yeah. Like, we are for everyone. But only the only the like, elect no, no, will no. get if, us. If you don't like, no, no, no. I think it's the opposite. If oh. you don't like it, then you are part of the bourgeois. Right? Oh, so you are you you are too we, high class. We uh, came like, at it from the different it's direction. It's the proletariat, but you know? babe, it's, it's double brood. It's the the outsiders that like it. And you on the other side of this listening device, people have just been propagotten by Grolsch. <laughs> propagotten by Grolsch. <laughs> Grolsch. All right, Ain, it's the angels are playing. There's Mike Trout in the outfield. We just literally uh, want to know the it's score. It's four three for the L.A. Angels. Oh, dang. Uh, at the bottom of the fifth. Okay. Well. And Randall Grichuk is up. <gasps> Gritchy baby. Yeah. Guys, Gritchy baby. He's okay, the best. Okay. We gotta go. Is it because I talked about Gritchy baby? Yeah. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>